and welcome to Podcast vs Player, episode 144. I'm one of your hosts, Cal, and as always, I'm joined by a man who had his flat broken in, so when his limbo trophy stolen, how low can you go? <laughs> See, thought you'd like that one. That was a good one. Thank you very much. You pulling it back from much. these jokes that you're not writing still. Oh, yes. I had loads more, but they didn't fit. I'll actually tell you my favourite one, Dan. You, you missed my opportunity to go, that's what she said. And you, you totally breezed past it. You didn't yeah. even let me get it in there. That's what she said. Thank you very Sorry. much. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> what do you call a crowd of chess players bragging about their wins in a hotel lobby? Oh, this sounds very specific. Good God. This sounds like it's the punchline work backwards. It kind of is. Uh, um, You'll like it, though. What, what was it again? Chess players in a lobby? What? What do you call a crowd of chess players bragging about their wins in a hotel lobby? Whatever it is, this is going to annoy me, so just go on. Chestnuts boasting in an open foyer. (laughs) (laughs) That's actually not bad. I thought you'd like it. Yeah, that was all right. I thought it was just going to be like, oh, it's a blah, 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 which is just a normal word, but they've just found like different things in the syllables and just worked out a joke that can come from that. Wasn't expecting that, though. That was actually pretty good. This amazing podcast is sponsored by Blueberry. Blueberry's a premier podcast hosting company, and you can get one month absolutely free. Head to Blueberry.com and use promo code PVP to get one month on us and start your podcasting adventure today. Does that mean I can get one month free as well? You can. Fantastic. Are you going to start your own? DVP. Uh, <laughs> Dan versus people. <laughs> <laughs> that seems to be the story of my life at the moment, to be honest. <laughs> That's what she said. No, it doesn't work. I'll tell you what, just leave the jokes to me from now on. I'm the funny one. Hey, well, you've only got six, five more episodes, Dan. <gasps> yeah, and then it's all me, baby. Then it is. It's, it's episode special, Dan. That's what that's it's. What, well, that's what it's going to be called. I was going to say, I'm glad you caught the title already. <laughs> there you go. I've done one bit for you. Episode one four five special, Dan. There you go. One four five. One fifty. Oh fuck me. Yeah. What? What's this one? <laughs> Learn to count. <laughs> Speaking of counting, sixteen-bit consoles are coming back, Dan. Uh, I love it. We've got Nazis back. We've got people who believe in the Earth is flat. Why, why not take computer games all the way back to the Dark Ages as well? In a fashion, following the trend, Sega's announced the Genesis Mini, or Mega Drive Mini, if you're English and from the UK like we are. Um, the compact version of its classic 16-bit console will allow fans to indulge their nostalgia and play a range of old-school games such as Sonic the Hedgehog, Castlevania Bloodlines and Gunstar Heroes on modern displays. Uh, the Genesis Mini was revealed as part of Sega's Fez event, which is taking place in Tokyo, Japan, and is scheduled to launch worldwide September 19th, and over here it will cost you a spanking 69 um, the company's confirmed the list of titles include Sonic the Hedgehog, Echo the Dolphin, Castlevania Bloodlines, Space Harrier 2, Shining Force, Dr. Robot's, Dr. Robotnik's Mean, Mach- mean Bean Machine, Jesus Christ, <laughs> um, Toe Jam and Earl, Comic Zone, which is fucking excellent, Altered Beast, and Gunstar Heroes. Sega said the remaining games will be announced intermittently over the coming months, and you will get around, I think it's 40-something games... It says 40, but I'm sure I read somewhere else there's actually 45. Right. But I could be, I could be wrong. Um, it is 55% smaller than the original incarnation, um, and in the box will be the Genesis Mini, two replica three-button USB controllers, one USB to micro-B power cable, and one HDMI cable. In North America, a power adapter will also be included, 
because for some reason your plugs are shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it says here from the press release. I'm sure it does. No, but I I wasn't a massive fan of the uh, SNES Mini. It was ten pound more than the NES Mini, and it had less games. Yeah, I mean, most of the games that you just mentioned then, Alt Carbon, Comic Zone, uh, you know, Sonic the Hedgehog, Sonic Two. I've got those on my phone for free. Yeah. They, they Sega did the. Uh, I think it's still going. Yeah, it absolutely fair. is. Um, so they've just been well, giving emulated versions of their classic games for free on the Android store. I'm assuming Apple Store as well, but I couldn't confirm that. So uh, no, it's just Android. Just Android. Uh, well, there you go. Um, but there's also the um, Mega Drive Classics, whatever it's called, on Steam as well, mm. and for significantly less than sixty quid, you could buy. You're playing for the hardware, aren't you? That's what you're paying for. I know, but. Why? What gets me now? I don't. Obviously, we don't condone illegal activity, um, except murder. B- except murder, obviously. <laughs> but it's. I mean, it's pretty public knowledge. You can emulate pretty much anything for sure. Up, yeah. up to, well, you can do a PS2, GameCube. Well, I mean, you uh, did. You Wii. did specifically you state the Wii U. <laughs> on the one of the last videos that we did that we were using an emulator. So. I wouldn't take the high road if I was you. No, no, no. I'm just saying. It's everybody can do everyone. Yeah. It's it's easy. You can do it on your phone. You're on a fucking calculator, probably. Uh, well, someone did do Doom on a calculator. Somebody did Doom on the... Uh, oh, I can't remember what it's called. You've got like a, a touch bar on the new uh, Max. And uh, they emulated it on that. Because and it's not? like... it's compl- It looks unplayable because it's, it's like... As long as the keyboard, yeah. <laughs> but it's done. It's it's, it's yeah, um, and I don't I don't feel that paying seventy quid for a game for a console that I can't put any more games on without unlocking it and pissing about with the emulator because it's obviously an emulator on the inside. When I could just do it for free, mm. could build a Raspberry Pi, three D print a fucking. Mega Drive, bang it on the inside, done. Yeah, I mean th- this is the thing. I get, I get the nostalgia <laughs> factor for it, but you know what does annoy me with this kind of stuff? If you try and buy a Mega Drive when this comes out, like an like an actual Mega Drive, it's going to cost you about the same. Probably so. I mean, they're not cheap as it is, to be honest. I looked at an N sixty four like a year or so ago, and they wanted like one hundred and fifty quid. Yeah. The thing like, is, though, fuck for, for the, the actual consoles, that I don't mind as much because it's just like, oh, you know... I, I do when they're 15 years up. <laughs> no, 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 because, like, I, you know, it's just like, oh, you can, you can play Mario Kart on your on your phone, like original N64 Mario, say. Well, not original, but you know what I mean. Hmm. Um, and that's, you know, that's fine. It's still the exact same game, and it doesn't add anything new. But... There's still something nice about going around to someone's house and they go, let's bust out the N64, let's play some Goldeneye. And you're like, oh, that's obviously going to be better than pissing about on a phone doing it. Always, always. But that's because it's still, it's that's the original, you know, and the fact that it still works and everything, that's cool. Hmm. But this is still, it's just, it's modern technology that just, like you say, it's just playing basically the same emulated version that you could get for the PC or get for your phone. But it's, it's just in a neater package. Whereas, you know, I like, you know, you put the cartridge in. Oh, it doesn't work. Oh, fuck. Well, you know, get a bloody cotton wool bolt. Now let's bloody 
dust it all out and then yes it works and <laughs> that was the N64 startup sound do you not remember oh that? obviously um, you know but the, the, you know there was still the faffing around trying to get it work in the first place you know yeah. that kind of nostalgia I'm, I'm okay with the price is that some people are attaching it to it well you know go to a car boot sale you'll probably find one there for a fiver um, if you're lucky <laughs> Yeah, but again, you know, there's no guarantee that it might work, you know, and it's an old piece of shit controller that maybe doesn't work anymore. Mm. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm okay. I wouldn't pay that myself, 60 quid, for an old, you know, Mega Drive. And I had a Mega Drive, and I fucking love my Mega Drive. That's how much CX will give you for an Xbox One. That's outstanding. <laughs> Great work, CX. <laughs> Sex, sorry. Sex. Yeah. I had to call their bloody number over the weekend and it was like an automated thing just saying, oh, if you want to speak to someone about online orders or whatever, press one for like urgent things or whatever. I was trying to speak to a store, basically, and they said sex. So I was like, so you're officially stating on your phone that that's how you say the name of it, not CEX. I've always said CEX because it's less ridiculous. Well, you don't go, My oh, did you go to sex yesterday? Yeah, because that sounds stupid. People are going, what? What are you on about? My friend used to call it Kex. Well, that's ridiculous. It's obviously like, not that. Yeah, it's like, did you get? I know it's a C, but we're not kids. Yeah, it's not curly k, curly x. Yeah. But um, no, I still don't feel right in spending. It's hundred and thirty nine ninety five in America. Good God. Um, no, Australia. Sorry, Australia. Oh. Um, was seventy quid. It's a lot of money for something that's pretty fucking limited. And in all fairness, it's got Sonic the Hedgehog. Where's Sonic 2? Where's Sonic and Knuckles? Where are the better ones? Well, does it have an internet connection? Obviously not. Oh, fuck me, really? So that's it? Whatever you got, you've got? Yeah, the sa that's the same as the uh, the, the NES Mini, the, the S uh, SNES Mini, Oof. the PS1. See, if the, they were to say... Um, you know, it's 60 quid, however, we'll give you the entire library, it's just that it's not going to be straight away. It should be internet connected and have the same app that gets you the free games on Android. Yeah, something like that, because that's all it, that's all it needs, for God's sake. So, uh, you know, I, I think it's got, I mean, maybe if you're a collector, um, I can kind of see the, 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 you know, the benefits of doing so. Or, you know, if you're a parent and you're trying to introduce your kids to the consoles that you had when you were their age, that sort of thing. Then you go, oh, well, you know, well, this is, this is a, you know, the Mega Drive, this is what I used to play, and we can play all the games that I used to play, but I know mm. it'll definitely work on my fucking 60-inch TV. Yeah. Um, that that I kind of get as well, but I, I can't help but feel that that's the, the lower end of the market. You know, that that's not what they're aiming for. They're aiming for saturation. They want to try and get as many of these sold as possible. As yeah, you would so then they product. can release the, the Mega Drive 2. Later. Which was a, a real thing, for some it reason. It was, that's what it was called. Yep. I loved it. Um, and what annoys me this kind of stuff, like, I remember seeing the um, NES, when the NES Classic was first revealed, mm. and a lot of people were like, reasonably happy with the games, but they were like, oh, I really want... If this does well, they're obviously going to do a SNES one, um, and that's going to have, like, um, like, Yoshi's Island and, like, Super Mario World and everything on it. Why have we got to wait? It's a fucking emulator. It can, this one can play it now. Yeah. This one, this fucking Genesis can play the SNES one. <laughs> well, it's again that that's just how businesses work. No, it is. To get people interested in the idea, and then you don't go, oh, and here's four others, and then just blow your beans straight away. You you know you let it saturate for a year or two, and then you go, and here's another one. 
And people go, oh, yeah. brilliant, that's just like, oh, I, there's all the, you know, all the other things I used to play on the SNES, that's great. And but I, I, for the price you pay for the, I think the SNES, I think that was 80 quid. So, say this is 80 quid as well, so there's 160 quid. That's that's less than half, that's over half price of a fucking PS4. <laughs> Do you know what I think it is? I reckon it's it, like executives in boardrooms in Nintendo going, do you reckon we could sell the NES again for the same price that we probably would have sold it for 40 years ago? Fuck go, off. No the, way. The, no the game, way. The games were like 60 quid. I know, right, yeah. Word. It was like, I think it was, I remember seeing it was like a, an angry I'm video sure it was game. like 200 quid. Yeah, it was like 250 or two, yeah. possibly 299, that kind of area. Um, you know, and they just said, "Do you reckon we could just get people to buy it, and we won't even give them all the games that you could have had for the original console?" And people were just yeah. like, "I bet you a million dollars that will never work." And they were like, "Bollocks, let's do it." And then they were like, "That was so successful." Now you've got whoever the fuck owns um, Mega Drive, Sega. I mean, again, it's not exactly that complicated to put together. It's not as if they're developing new technology. They've basically done what I said earlier. They've literally printed a tiny fucking Mega Drive. Yeah, plopped a thing in it. It's going to have like a Raspberry Pi style thing on the inside. And that's running the emulator. Yeah. It's genius. Are we just old? I think we are old. However, we say all this, the minute Nintendo release an N64 Mini, I'll fucking buy it. <laughs> well, and if I it fucking comes guarantee you that. <laughs> Pokemon Stadium, Pokemon Go, N64 Golden Pokemon Go? Uh, Pokemon Snap, sorry. Fucking <laughs> Gotta take this fucking N64 out. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, pop, pop in a little rumble pack and, you know. You'll have no golden eye on there, Sunshine. Oh, that's There'll true. Be no golden eye. Yeah. I mean, one of the, you know, the most popular games that ever came out on it. But, original I'll Conquer, I guess. Fucking, I'll flip my fucking lid if that won't be on there either. It's rare. Microsoft own it. Yep. Yeah. Yep, yeah, of course. So most Pretty much of the, everything, everything you want to play, banjo, yeah, all on there, all gone. I mean, Nintendo and Microsoft are pretty fucking chummy at the minute, so it's not out of the realm of possibility. I've not GoldenEye. I think will be out of the question because it's not just a case of the licensing for Rare; it's MGM and everything else. Yeah. Well, why would you bother when you've got GoldenEye Source available? Just pull that. Just get that. It's amazing. Imagine GoldenEye Source, but on an N64. No, that would be the worst thing imaginable. <laughs> I've got to hold down right button just to aim around. Fuck that. Oh, Imagine us playing it. bloody Crane on that with an N64 controller. Hold on to that I button. You can't move. It. It's just whoever lines up the sights first. I think you can buy a, you can buy a USB N64. No, controls. Callum, we're not doing that. I think we are. No, we're not doing that. Right, new series of Golden Eyes. <laughs> the most complicated bullshit version of Golden Eyes that we've 64. ever attempted. Force. <laughs> we're doing it. We're so doing it. Sure. Speaking of things that didn't go down, well done. <laughs> the reveal of Borderlands 3 didn't go without its share of controversy. Um, as part of the announcement, developer Gearbox and publisher 2K revealed that it would be exclusive to the Epic Game Store until April 2020. This led to a backlash in the form of review bombing older Borderlands games on Steam. Now Gearbox head Randy Pitchford has stepped in to let offenders know they may actually be making things worse for themselves. Do you want the quote, Dan? Fire away. 
Ironically, that this mis misuse is possible and that Steam has no interest in correcting this misuse makes me kind of happy about 2K's decision and makes me want to reconsist reconsider Gearbox Publishing's current posture on the platform. The threat may have gotten Steam's attention as the platform is discounting reviews for the first time ever on Borderlands 2. Steam implemented a recently added tool that flags, quote, off-topic review activity with a certain date range. The reviews are still present in the system, but they aren't included in the aggregate user score. They're also accompanied by a note warning readers that the user review section includes an, quote, ab abnormal set of reviews that we believe are largely unrelated to the likelihood that you would enjoy the product. Surely, mm. though, it would be easier to say you, you can only submit a review if you own the game. Yeah. Therefore, you've purchased it and therefore played it and then have an opinion on it, which you would like other people to bear in mind. So don't spend your money on this. I already have, and I think it's garbage because of these reasons. Yeah. If anyone can just go on the Steam store page and just downvote everything in one big go, there has to be some kind of control to that. I don't understand what the big fucking deal is. Well... It's on Epic. Oh, no. Yeah, I think it's more for console users who are a bit more annoyed. Oh no, because it's no. This is just on PC. It's on PS4 and Xbox One and everything. What at the same time that it comes out in the Epic launcher? Yeah. Oh right, I thought it was it was just delayed and it was exclusively no, no, on no, P PC. No, no, just PC. Same then what Metro the fuck are they moaning about? Same as Metro Exodus. That's why I was just sort of like, oh well, you know, I kind of get it. You know, I, it was a sort of the Shadow of the Tomb Raider kind of thing all over again, and that affected me, and I was annoyed by it. But, you know, I didn't go and downvote fucking Rise of the Tomb Raider or whatever. You know, I just waited six months and then got it appropriately. If I could just go, well, I've got Steam and I like Steam, but if I have to download one more launcher, I'm going to jump off a bridge. <laughs> like, what is wrong with people? That, like I've totally meg. changed my mind on that now. I could kind of sympathise with people getting annoyed with it. But if it's no. just a case of just get the epic launcher and then just play it through that, shut your fucking whinging. Yeah. There's absolutely. I don't see. I genuinely don't see the fucking hate. I really don't. For a game that you know that you're going to like, and it's a game that you do yeah. like, which is why you're so passionate about it. So you want to go and bomb it on the reviews on a previous version. What logic is that? Do you hear how high my voice is? That's, That's how, how infuriated you know. I am. You unbelievable wanker! I can't believe it. <laughs> Grow yeah. the fuck up. It's literally a case of. I've put all this time into Steam. I've got all these games on Steam. I don't want to play anywhere else. Makes no fucking difference. Steam don't give a fuck. Or regardless, mm. they're making money left, right, and centre. Yeah, of course. Developers get a much larger portion of the cut through Epic than they do on Steam. And if anything, all this is going to do is force Steam to actually change the way they fucking do things because they haven't had to for the last fucking fuck knows how many years. Yeah, well, because they, they've been the monopoly of PC gaming. Think how much fucking trash is still floating about on Steam. Exactly. I mean, say what you want about Epic. You get two free games every month. Don't get that on Steam. You get Unreal, you get, uh, Unreal Tournament. You get Unreal Tournament. We've had Super Meat Boy, fucking Subnautica. Like, fucking loads. I've got about 12 games stacked up. I'm not going to play them, but... <laughs> <that>. uh, <laughs> but Steam, it's... Yeah, you, you can play Rainbow Six for a weekend. Yeah, yes. but the the only Thanks. reason that like <laughs> people like Epic have got to do that when they give away free content is because they have to compete with Steam, where they no, no, where no, Steam's no. just I... like king of the castle on the big throne, just going, "Bitch, 
you, you upload whatever you want. You think we're giving you free shit? Bollocks. You pay full price or you wait until May the 4th and then all the Star Wars games are all... And then you'll come back crawling on your hands and knees yeah. for that 84% off a 25-year-old PC Star Wars game. Yes, I've done that as well. But that... I have. Oh, man, I don't think this is... To this day, I don't think, the, with the exception of Star Wars Pitroids, I don't think there's a single Star Wars game I either don't own or haven't played. I bought uh, Blood Dragon again because it was like 74p. I've, I think I've owned it like six times. Yeah. And he's like, well, that's too good not to fucking <laughs> buy it. But the bad thing with Epic is you can't, it's not through keys. So, it's, again, it's good for the developers. But so you can't go on CD keys, claim an Epic key, get it a bit cheaper. Yeah, it's in. people are spoiled. That's why. Yeah, but if it's a case of the developers are getting more money for it, and you're paying the same price as you would have done anyway, what's the fucking problem? Mm. And it's just an extra launcher. I guarantee the people who are fucking whinging have got Steam, they've got Origin, they've probably got fucking what's the other one? You play. You play. Yeah. They've probably got it. I mean, there's stuff on Steam. That you'll down, you'll buy it on Steam. You'll install it. You'll hit play, and, and then it'll open fucking new play. Yeah. Well, so the what's the difference? Well, I've got Fallout seventy six, so I yeah. had to get the Bethesda launcher in order to play Fallout seventy six. But I don't care that I've got to have the Bethesda launcher in order to play Fallout seventy six. What difference does it make? I open that in the same way that I would on Steam, or like a normal person, I just click on the fucking shortcut on the desktop. And it yeah. opens in whatever the fuck it wants. And I don't care as long as it works. Don't be wrong. If I've got to buy an additional piece of hardware for the Epic Launcher... Yeah, you've got I'm to like, subscribe to them or something. Yeah, I'm like, eh, that's a bit shite. You know, so you go, oh, well, if you want to play this game, then you need to sign up to this, and that costs £5 a month. And you go, whoa, wait yeah. a minute. Why have I got to pay to get access to a game that I've just bought? Yeah, which, for clarification... Isn't how it works. No, it's absolutely not. Because just, they if you've just tuned last. in now for some reason, <laughs> <laughs> the Epic Launch is just normal launcher. You click your game and you play it. Um, add another thing. I think it looks better than Steam. Well, there's also not fifty thousand games clogging it up. No, no. But I think Steam's well overdue a revamp. Do you know what? You're probably not right. Uh, probably not wrong. It, it's kind of like how <laughs> day. It, it's the difference between Netflix and Amazon. Like yeah, they've, they've probably yeah. got about an equal amount. And Netflix has definitely got more, but you know the, the reasonable amount of quality content, and then the rest is just trash that no one really cares but, about. But it looks nice. But yeah, the way that Netflix presents it, and it looks like it's trying to make a job of saying, "Oh, you might like this site sort of thing." Yeah. Um, you know, it looks like it's kind of tailored for you, whereas the Amazon Prime, like Prime Video, it just looks like the Amazon Store, but it's just and it's slow. No, I wouldn't say. I don't, I don't think I've had an issue with it being slow. No, I don't find it as responsive as Netflix. Mm. I'm not. I say slow. I don't mean like I click it, wait ten minutes. I was going to say that's across. That sounds like an issue with your internet rather than the. No, website. no, no. It's just it's not as fluid as uh, as Netflix is. But that's not the prime. Oh well, it is the the sole purpose of Prime. But Netflix is. This is what Netflix is. Yeah, for sure. Prime is obviously you've got your music and shit on there as well. It's just not. It's just not a great UI. But 
Well, again, Other people both, disagree. Yeah, both both could do with uh, Netflix is pretty much spot on, and that is constantly changing, and they're constantly yeah. tweaking it. But Amazon, yeah, definitely worth a revamp. Steam, definitely worth a revamp. 100%. Although big Steam is more tiled, you know, it seems a bit more user friendly. Oh, um, big picture, big mode. picture. That's it. Yeah, big Steam. Big Steam. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Big Farmer. <laughs> I like big picture mode, but it changes stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's, not, it's not just, just aesthetically, but like you'll press a button that would normally do something else in Steam, and it doesn't do it in big picture mode. You've got to do something else. Yeah, it just seems a bit too like you've got to jump through a hoop in order to get it looking pretty. It's like just make it look just like if you want to have those kind of things as like a beta to say, how does everyone feel about this as a new interface, and then go, everyone loves it, brilliant, roll it out, it makes it everything look clean and crisp and nice and easy to to sort of mooch about in. Then do that, but I guarantee though, if they turn around and they went, uh, you logged into Steam and they went, don't know if you're interested. Um, we've got a we've got like an alpha of like a kind of like a UI thing. You can still use Steam. It's just going to be changing as we're doing stuff behind the scenes. You got to download this separate launcher so it won't affect your main Steam. And you go, oh yeah, sound. They won't fucking winch about that. Yeah. About having an additional fucking Steam launcher. I, gen- I fucking I, I saw a thing on Reddit the other day, and it, it, it they were kicking off about the uh, Borderlands Three epic shenanigans, and they compared it to acts of terrorism. Oh fuck off! And I, I mean, to be f- the comments section like basically was just like, stop being a fucking idiot. I'm as annoyed as you are, but it's 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 not terrorism in the fucking slightest. Yeah, bloody hell. Um, but I don't see. I don't understand how anybody's pissed off if you've got a PC you still got to play it the same as yeah. soon as you've launched it, it makes no fucking difference it's fucking know. stupid I, I don't want to talk about this anymore because this is really doing my head in it is it's annoying I'm, I'm really annoyed you brought it up <laughs> <laughs> speaking of we reinstalled Borderlands 2 in preparation of Borderlands 3 and uh, yeah, it's as good as I remembered, Dan. For a nine-year-old game, I'm That's enjoying great. it as much as I did then, if not more so. Uh, Maybe not more so. Yeah, not more so. <laughs> For like the fifteenth time of playing it, but still a fucking great game. Yeah, banging. Genuinely, very good game still. Um, predictions, Dan. Do you think Borderlands Three will be as good as in? I know they're not similar games, but I always think Far Cry, each game is better than the last, but whilst retaining the same kind of familiar, yeah, familiarity. I'd, I'd, yeah, I'd agree with that. Do you think Borderlands 3 is going to be about the same? Do you think it's going to be super fun loot shooting action, or do you think it's going to feel too familiar and not enough new stuff? Well... The fact is, is that the reason that everyone enjoys Borderlands is because it's crazy and it's carnage and there's loot and there's, you know, this has got, oh, this is the same, but this one's got a 2% chance of causing someone to set on fire. Obviously, I'm going to switch that out. And, and there's a lot of sort of that, you know, loot hunting and micromanagement of inventory and weapons and what, you know, what is the best and doing more dangerous things and doing more dangerous missions to get that kind of cool loot at the end of it. Or you just piss about on... Um, 
their uh, gearbox's fucking Twitter page looking for keys. Get all of them and then just stand in front of a crate and just cash it all in and go, man, this gun, this gun's amazing. And then you go on a mission and then you find one that's three percent better than it, and you're like, well, goodbye, cool gun. <laughs> this one's slightly better than you. See in a bit. Like that side of it is why I like it so much. Like I couldn't give two fucks about anything that's going on in the story. I'm sure that some people do, and I'm sure that some people are riveted by it. That is absolutely not why I play it though. Play Tales of the Borderlands if you're the story. Yeah, sure. That that's absolutely fine. It's all point and click. You haven't got any of that carnage. That's sort of you know, it's all you know, searching every box in every cave in every fucking mountain. Well, they have revealed that Borderlands Three will have individual loot. So if I open a box, we both get what's inside. Oh, bang it! I think that takes away from it. Well, so you've got a well, because me so like like on Borderlands Two. Yeah, we've you got pick, to say, you oh, pick it up, you get it. I'm over here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which is fine. I mean, I, I like playing it like that. It, it's a bit more teamworky. It's like, oh, you're short health. I've opened a thing, it's here. You need it more than I do. Mm. Whereas if we both get it, oh, we'll just both get it. Yeah. I mean, because then it's sort of like, oh, shit, I've got, you know, how's your health? You know, yeah. have you, how's your sniper rounds doing? Uh, oh, this is a, oh shit! I found a shield thing over here. You might like this. Whereas if yeah, like maybe they'll get the option to turn it off if you want something a bit more. I hope so. Hardcore. I hope so. Um, either more, way, though. A bit more we'll, Borderlandsy. We'll, we'll definitely be getting that because. Oh yeah. Oh no! It's on Epic. Oh yeah, of course. Forget <laughs> it. The Devil Epic. <laughs> we will really. Yeah. But that's all I got, though, Dan. Oh, cool. Then if you got anything else. Well, we've had a new teaser for Joker, the new Joker film, mm. Joaquin Phoenix Joker film. Um, I'm still super excited for that. Very much. Very, I very, very, very much. really think that this is going to go two ways, right? Uh, sorry, one of two ways. Either I'm going to watch it and I'm just like, that's probably the best Joker that we've had. Like, that's that's a great origin story, even though should he have one? Yeah, you know. Either way, that aside, it could just be a great film of mm. you know this guy just becoming an absolute nutter. Or I'm going to go, go. God, that trailer made it look a lot better than it was. No need for an origin story for the Joker. Keep it a mystery, you fucking nutters. I think... I mean, they've already pretty much said this is kind of like an Elseworlds style. It's not going to be connected to anything else. Yeah. This is kind of a, a what-if kind of scenario. Yeah. Which I think is a smart move. Um, I like that it's not a very... I say not very. It's not it's close to a traditional comic book film. Um, it's very low key, very like somber, but it looks so fucking interesting. Yeah, and that—that's the thing. It's not because it's flying and powers, and you know, it—it's—it looks like it's just a guy genuinely suffering from mental illness, falling yeah. down a rabbit hole, and then becoming that kind of character. Yeah, and I think that it's—it's it's got the potential to be a lot smarter than some of the other Jokers, with the exception probably of the Heath, Leather, Heath Ledger one, because that was quite layered. Um, and obviously a hell of a lot of work was put into crafting that. Um, whereas I feel like the like the Jared Leto Joker, for example, it just seems like he's um, aesthetic and that's it. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't, I'm not scared of that guy. I still think, given a better film, Jared Leto would have done a decent job. Yeah. Not as that particular Joker, but... Um, there wasn't he wasn't in the film enough, and the film was shite. Mm. But 
Jared Leto is generally a good. I don't know if you've ever watched. I, I'm not joking. Dallas, I watched but... American Psycho this afternoon, mm. or this evening when I got home. He's fine in that. He's absolutely yeah. fine. He's like just a good actor. Yeah. Um, Tim Fight Club, a little bit. Yeah. Um, Thin Red Line. Um, Texas Dallas Buyers, whatever it's fucking called. Yeah. He won like an Oscar for that. Um, and he was fucking sensational in that. And he's weird enough that he could pull off the Joker, but he, he wasn't really given a chance, and I think that's a shame. But I saw a thing the other day, and it had a picture of Jack Nicholson, had a picture of Heath Ledger, uh, Jared Leto, Cameron Monaghy from Gotham, and Joaquin Phoenix, and he's like, who's the best Joker? He's like, well, one of them we haven't fucking seen. <laughs> <laughs> one of them wasn't, was barely in a fucking film, and the other one, nobody watched Gotham. I love it, by the way. Hmm. Um, but every, all of the fucking comments was either um, Heath Ledger or fucking Mark Hamill. Shit, Mark Hamill. Which, Mark Hamill, sensational. But He's the best. He wasn't one of the choices, so that, that, that's not an answer. But they are all fucking Heath Ledger. All of them. And Cameron from Gotham is better than Heath Ledger and it's a similar there's a lot of fucking liberties they've taken where they borrowed a bit of Heath's Joker mm. in there but he's not calculated and as tactical as the um, Dark Knight Joker yep. he's a lot more comic fucking psycho fucking mental he's a lunatic fucking stapling his face back on shit bollocks it's fucking amazing. Yeah. Really, really, really good. But that, that's that's the difference. But that's why you know Bane was never going to be as good as anything that would be in a more no. comic centric show or film, because this was a series that was supposed to be like, well, maybe we could avoid all the mental comic stuff and we just yeah, go make it grounded. Yeah, just say, well, what if what if it was real? What if this guy, this Joker, was what if he was someone who'd snapped and you know he was very fast and he was very clever and he planned things out. He doesn't have to sit there and staple his face on in order to no. be a threat. You know, he can just go. It, it, you know, it's like a line from the film where it's just like, you know, um, you, you know, I, I can turn this whole city on its head with a couple of bombs and a, a, you know, a can of gasoline or whatever he says. Yeah. Like so, it's just it's just like, I, you know, I know how to play people in the right way to make them scared. Yeah. And that's to me, that's more scary than someone who's going around going and stapling their own face back on. It's I, it's about what they represent as a threat rather than what they look like being a threat. And I Heath never was, was threatened great. by Jared Leto because he just no. looked like an idiot. That's what a lot of it comes down to. But you say the same thing about Jack. Jack Nicholson was an excellent Joker, but wasn't particularly scary. No, but this was also 30 years ago where yeah. obviously people didn't pour over things like that as much. I think a lot of it comes down to... I mean, I, I like Heath Ledger and he fit the film fine and he was very good for that film he's by no means my favorite joker of all time not he's not even top three mm. but if you took that joker out and put it in suicide squad yeah wouldn't have made it a better film no of course not because he wasn't in it no 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 but say that he had more of a part in it that joker wouldn't fit that tone of film no um, whereas if you took Jack Nicholson's joke and put it in there, you could probably wing it. Away with it. <laughs> and he would also be 50. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't... I, it really winds me up how much praise Heath Ledger's Joker gets. When it, don't get me wrong, he he deserved the he deserves the praise because he did an excellent fucking job. But it's the people that have never fucking read a comic in their life, and they come around and go, "Well, you'll never get a Batman as good as Christian Bale. You'll never get a Joker as good as Heath Ledger." And it's like they are the most far departed versions of those comic book characters. They're very good for that particular film series mm. but Christian Bale I don't I don't rate him as a Batman at all um, Michael Keaton was far fucking better George Clooney no <laughs> I, don't I don't know I don't like Christian Bale it, again he fit the films perfectly yeah I, I think that the way that those were planned out was was great um, anyway, fuck I'm not talking about a film from 15 years ago. This one isn't even out yet, right? Yeah, Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> uh, but he he just looks like a guy who could play someone scarily. So you could put him in clown makeup and a big frilly suit and a oh, big, yeah. you know, and he would still be scary. Yeah. In the same way that you could get Michael Keaton in a car with Tom Holland and he's terrifying and yeah. he's just talking to him. He's just taking the kids to prom. Yeah. That—that's <laughs> how you write a scary bad guy, right? Yeah. And I'm hoping that that's what they're doing. It's—it's it's not just explosions and you know, craziness and plants, you know, bloody poison ivy all over the place. You know, just get rid of all of that and just strip it down to just what makes him a scary character. Yeah. And what makes him so psychotic but driven? That's if it's that, I'll be happy with that, even if it's not great, because I know that's where the focus was. If they've just gone. Let's just see if we can just recreate the Mark Hamill kind of crazy Joker, but in the Heath Ledger performance. Yeah, I think I think it's going to be closer to Heath Ledger's than anyone else's. Uh, maybe Cameron from Gotham as well. Only because it's a, it seems to be a far more grounded take on a comic book universe. Um... I think I think there's going to be a very big focus on mental health and like like just just watching a guy have one bad day and watching it get worse and worse and worse and worse and worse, and worse mm. until he just fucking snaps. And that's what I'm really excited. Not I'm not really excited. I'm excited about to do the same myself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I think I think it's a far more interesting idea on as much as we love them, a tired. Genre of films, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I watched Shazam yesterday. I'm not going to go too much into it, but excellent, really good, really fun film. Predictable as shit, yeah, very predictable. Didn't make it any worse. I really enjoyed it. I'd definitely watch it again, but I, I can't remember the last time we had probably Logan actually it was the last big departure from the superhero genre. Well, in the sense of it's not all about them being super-powered. Super yeah, yeah, it's about them as people. You know, how does that power affect them? What's it like for them? Yeah. Um, that's why. Did you ever get around to seeing Super Bob? Super Bob? Yeah. Don't think so. Right, so this is, I mean, to be fair, I'm not sure as to, I, I can imagine it wasn't particularly um, on the top of anyone's list to, to go out and watch, but I did watch Super Bob, and then I've watched it again fairly recently as well. Um, so he's a British superhero um, 
so think sort of like Superman powers basically. So you know, flight, heat vision, um, indestructible, that kind of thing. But he doesn't have right. a weakness in that same sense. So there's no kryptonite thing, whatever. Um, but he's so he's um, like hit by a meteorite, I think, like something from space, and just hits him, and then you know it's all over the, the news, and then he gets pulled in by the military, um, and then basically he becomes a, a government agent. So he's called Super Bob, but he's like a civil servant. So, right. so he he goes around and he sorts out things on behalf of the government. So like he'll save you from a house fire, but then you've got to like sign a form because he's saved you, and you know you know oh, this isn't his fault. It, it was you know <laughs> he didn't hurt me in the way. And then all of that paperwork has to get filed, and you know then he has like Tuesdays off because he has to have <laughs> Tuesdays off, which is like a government thing that he has to have Tuesdays off. So the whole okay. film is like a documentary kind of thing, following him around on like one of his days off. And it's just him, like, you know, he's this guy who's completely indestructible and can fly around the world and do whatever, he can do anything. And then he's, like, sort of, like, in his T-shirts and shorts, like, walking down to the shops, his local shops, and there's just, like, people giving him lip in the street, and he's like, oh, yeah, oh, thanks, thanks, Marjorie. All right, yeah, I'll see you next week. And she's like, oh, uh, just hold my place in the queue. And he's like, oh, well, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm busy. Oh, no, 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 come on, come on, come on, come on. Pulls him in the queue and then just fucks off. And, like, goes and does whatever else to then. So he's just left stood in the queue. And it's it's just really interesting to sort of go... If, if you just got, like, you sort of your average... Because he was a postman before, so just sort of general civil servant kind of guy. You know, run of the mill. If you got that kind of bloke, English, and gave him that kind of power, is that what it would be like? Like, it wouldn't just be living in incredible towers, like, you know, skyscrapers and having jets yeah. and whatever. Would it just be sort of like, oh, you know, well, I live in an apartment and I just do... I do my job, and I like my job, and, you know, I like saving people, I like meeting people, and yet people don't take him, like, no one respects him, and I was like, oh my god, it's Superman, that kind of level of awe, it's just like, he's just a normal dude who also flies around, kind of like Hancock in that kind of same way, you know, he's just, yeah. people don't respect him as a, you know, mythical figure kind of thing, he's just a dude who can do things, and no one particularly cares about it anymore, because it's not I think that. I've ever heard of it. Honestly, it's really interesting. Because it's it's not like again it's not about him like saving the world, it's it's just sort of like a, a week in the life of kind of thing. So it's just him existing. Yeah, and it's like you know, but there is there is one great. I won't go into it in case you do get the chance to watch I it. Think but I will watch it. Th- there's a scene in it where he goes against like so basically he follows the rules and he does what the government asks and you know he's obviously he's got like a, a manager kind of thing <laughs> and you know. He, he'll always do what they ask him to and he won't go where they tell him not to go and then he openly defies them in order to do something that he thinks is right and it was that kind of that that's what sort of like broke him away from that kind of like governmental control and then he was just like maybe I should be doing this on my own maybe I you know and then he kind of gets into the more sort of like you know what if Captain America that kind of thing what if that's right what if I shouldn't be held down by governmental control what if I should be doing this myself to try and help people and, but you know, but it's also kind of the relationships that he's got with, um, like the people kind of in his life, which are the same people that he think that he knew before the accident. I think, um, you know, and there's his mum, and you know, and he's visiting his mum and all that kind of stuff, and he's like, it's him in like an old people's home, and it, there's some really sort of cool stuff to it. So it's it's kind of a there's a very sort of subtle, well not subtle, but it's um. It's not the main focus, but you know, it's a it's a romance film at the end of the day. Yeah. Um. You know, it's a kind of a love story, but that's definitely not the focus of it. It's just him, how he lives his life normally. You know, it is an average kind of like week. a mockumentary. 
Yeah, kind of, yeah. Um, I mean, it kind of feels like The Office in some places. Mm. You know, it's just sort of like almost guerrilla filmmaking and it's just sort of following him around and going to town and buying stuff from the, you know, and he's not super rich. You know, he's just, I'm assuming he gets like a salary or something, but he's not, you know, driving Lamborghinis or whatever. He wouldn't need to, I guess, but, <laughs> but you know, he lives like, you know, just in a normal house, like on the outskirts of London. And it, it's great because it's just, he's not, like he's the most powerful person, but he's just a normal dude. And it's not like him trying to be humble or whatever. It's just like he's just like, oh yeah, it's just I've never thought about it any more than just what you know what I usually do. And it's just a kind of a really interesting kind of exploration of what what you know in that kind of real world. You know, if that's what you want from Batman or whatever, instead of him, you know, still going to find some secret league of assassins. Um, it's just like, what if you just, you know, the government said, well, we, we don't want you to be a threat and we don't want you to go and work for the Americans or whatever, you know, just stay with us. We'll look after you. And it's just a fairly sort of like comfortable living. Mm. And it's just, it's just a really interesting kind of story. I think I'll check that out. Yeah, honestly, it is, it is pretty cool. And this kind of came out, um, I don't know, five or six years ago, maybe. So it's still kind of peak sort of like superhero interest. Um, and it's not, it's not like... Um, you know, it's not like really dodgy CGI or anything, you know, but because that's not the point of it, that's not where the focus yeah. is. Um, but yeah, I mean, honestly, if anyone's listening and they've, I, I think, honestly, I think that it's it's something that maybe only, it will make more sense to people from the UK because you'll get where a lot of it's coming from. Yeah. yeah. Um, if you're American watching it, like a lot of things like just like standing in a line, you know, we love queuing. We love queuing, we love getting in a queue, we love whinging about being in that queue, but goddamn, we love that queue. I don't know if those kind of things would translate quite so well. So you may, you may still enjoy it for what it is, but it, it may not mean as much yeah, to you. Yeah, it may not hit home as much. Yeah, exactly. But I think In the same I, sense, I think a lot of this stuff in the American office was changed from the British version. Yeah, to... To, so to appeal more to... More relatable, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I really recommend you do, because I think you would enjoy it. I think I'll watch it. Yeah, definitely. I'll add it to the list. Definitely try to, yeah. Well, before we go, so I want to remind everyone this week's podcast is sponsored by Blueberry. Blueberry is a premier podcast hosting company. And you can get one month absolutely free. Head to blueberry.com and use promo code PVP to get one month on us and start your podcasting adventure today. Don't overtake us, though. <laughs> well, to be fair, <laughs> it's not really too hard. Unless it's you're trying not. to conquer the Algerian market, in which case, forget it. Well, we haven't budged, Dan. We're still like one ten or something like that. Hey, that's one ten in the but whole of Algeria. I'll bloody well take it. That's out of five hundred. It's bloody well, good. Well, it's out of five hundred that they recognise. The top yeah. five hundred. There's more than five hundred. Yeah, of course it is. The but top chart. Like, what's what are the charts called? Like the music charts. Top forty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Shit. There's not forty songs, and then they're just ranked in order. <laughs> There's many more. Some just can't get through. Yeah. We did on the other hand. We're yet to break top 100, though. We'll get there, because we'll the people there. of Algeria, for some reason, listen to this. So Fort knows why. Thanks, guys. <laughs> as always, thanks to uh, a very special thanks to everyone in Algeria who's uh, listening and can understand this and enjoys it. Again, mm. I, haven't had, I haven't had any contact from anyone who's from Algeria who's listening, so if you are from Algeria and you are listening, let us know, because we want to give you a big bloody Algerian shout-out. Not, I'll, I'll find it's out. just going to be a normal shout out <laughs> but yeah no but I'll translate it Ah, ah. I'll, I'll read it out in Algerian I'll get an Amazon lady to do it for me <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll figure it out don't you worry about it I'll do it 
Um, but we also want to give a big shout out as well to any of the PvP patrons that we have. Um, mm -hmm. We'll be doing a very special PvP, well, not very special, we're just doing a normal PvP PS directly after this, which will go up on the Patreon. Patre pa Patreon? Yeah, that was right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, on the Patreon page. So if you do choose to subscribe for, to us for whatever particular reason, firstly, thank you. But secondly, only you guys will get to listen to those PvP PSs, with the exception of me and Caleb, obviously, because we're in it. So we it's are. kind of a fringe benefit for us. And if you're not, a little secret, the PvP PSs are generally way fucking better than this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you, you don't get that for starters. <laughs> okay, now, that slipped out of nowhere. Where did that come from? <laughs> Cheeky fucking fart. Fart, yawn. Uh, you <laughs> me. Dan's lost control of all bodily functions. My brain's just gone, man. Oh, this is going to be. A, this is going to be a great all over the floor. See, this is this is what you're missing out on. Yeah, this is what you pay for. You get the best quality content when you're a Patreon. So, have a look on the website uh, www.podcastversusplayer.com or .co.uk. There may be some links up on the the old Twitter page as well, which is mm -hmm. at Player V Podcast. I think it is. Yeah. Um, there's also some stuff on Instagram, no, and it's not, it's is it? It's podcast, but yeah, yeah, I thought it was. Fuck. <sighs> Go on the Nearly. website, it's all on there. Don't worry about it. You've ruined it now. <laughs> YouTube, this is going to be the Instagram. worst PvPPS now because you've oh, killed no. my fucking flow. Fuck. Let's find out. Bye! <laughs>